0: i'm maddie
1: i'm ryan hey maddie do you remember when i said when you said that there would be crazy if the x-men went into space on the show yes
0: i do i remember saying boy x-men evolution would never go to space because that would make no sense well
1: we're going to I was space wrong.
0: we're in space now we're in space what Just, the fuck is this why I are don't we know. in space back when we were young we before
1: has like two moves he either goes to space or he goes to an island like those are that's his that's it those things. are his two
0: moves i thought he would go to an island in this show he does okay, technically he does go to an island on an asteroid in space okay no this i crazy. mean he went to hawaii how? i have so many questions about the logistics of this episode where did magneto get this technology how is magneto discovering other mutants such as havoc without cerebro how is he finding them without cerebro
1: what? Uh, i don't know
0: what like, I don't Magneto know. I don't think we're going so to fight. so powerful in this episode. Like he has multiple spaceships. Who is funding him? Like, nobody, what the fuck? I
1: would assume he just, like, takes that ship because he's got metal powers. He picks it up from, I don't know, Area 51, and he's like, yeah, I do, he just, just gonna takes, take this. And he went, well, like, the people that. at Area 51 are like, Good where pull. did the ship go?
0: It must have been aliens. Oh, God. If the aliens came and took their ship back, it's literally just Magneto. There were no
1: aliens all these years. It was just Magneto stealing stuff to build asteroid uh, out. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. this. Also, this version of Magneto, I mean, we can get into it, but, like, I don't really fully get... What his character is anymore?
1: I, I don't. I don't really either. There's moments there where he acts like Magneto, and then there's other moments he's where he's
0: kind of Mister Sinister. Like it kind of feels like they wanted Mister Sinister to be in the show, and like they don't have him. I think. I-
1: I don't know I this again I wanted to know what would have happened in season five I don't really know like we can kind of take guesses I am going to definitely write a season five after (laughs) we finish reviewing this entire show
0: it's great we're gonna we're gonna do that it'll be great
1: that's yeah I'll be up on the mutant ages archive of our own I'll make sure to tag Wolverine Nightcaller in it
0: Ryan will write it I'll edit it I'll do some punch up it'll be fun it'll be great it'll be
1: great um, yeah, so anyway, this show, <laughs> by the way, is where we go and review every iteration of the X-Men. Yeah, and we're watching.
0: Um, and I don't think we need to recap what it is. You know what X Men Evolution is. This episode, though, is mostly about Magneto, and on this show at least, Magneto is he's kind of hanging out cypher. with Lookie. Yeah, he's hanging out with Lukey from and Clooney and
1: Pluggy. All and these he's, characters. He's
0: collected all of these strange characters, but he's also put oh, together shit. a baby version of the Brotherhood. And Ryan's dropping his microphone. Ryan, I come dropped,
1: back. No, I okay. No, this is stupid. I just dropped the pen that I was holding to like. <laughs> Why
0: were you holding a pen? Oh, because you, you were told, sh- showing me your pencil grip. Uh, oh my god, yeah. these are outdated. And then I like
1: just let it go right now, and everything falls. You off were the holding
0: rest. the pen the entire time just yes. to be like. How's my Just in case.
1: Grip? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, what were we saying?
0: I don't we even remember. About Magneto.
1: <laughs> oh, so okay, okay. Magneto on the show is very different from X Men: The Animated Series, but also not at the same time. So I guess previously on the X Men, we've been building up this whole season of the Professor Xavier's collecting X Men to be his child soldiers, and yep. alternatively, we also have Mystique doing the same thing, potentially for Magneto. for Magneto. Yeah. And in this, like, for some reason, he's just like. Well, now that you did all this shit for Mystique, now you have to prove yourself yeah. to me. And Mystique's like, what, a what dick. the fuck?
0: Okay, even Mystique is mad about it in this episode, which at least that felt in character to me. That Mystique was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" But she still does I'm it. I'm
1: pretty sure she, in season two, abandons Magneto. i I think. Okay, I could be wrong, and I would like to see what it. Plays out to be next week because I have not watched these episodes since they first aired because mm-hmm. I was not that interested in like this weird.
0: Is this the season finale, by the way?
1: Yes, it is. Okay, great. so we are very close to watching New mutants, unfortunately. <gasps> and so anyway, but I I, I want to take a guess that Mystique, I think she. Blows up asteroid M in season two. At the end of season one, I think okay. she's like done with this shit. I I, I love vaguely that. I remember really that. Hope
0: that's how it ends because it's tough. Because this version of Magneto, I don't like, and we love Magneto so much as a character. But this version of him, I'm like, what are you doing, dude? I don't like, know. I mean, there's the points. What
1: of- are you doing? Like, okay, so why? I'm just gonna say we're gonna preface this because it's not explained until somewhere towards the end of the episode. But like all the X Men now in typical, I don't know, like video game fashion have to now battle one-on-one all yes. the different Brotherhood members to see who is the Who's better one. the strongest? One. Because Magneto isn't like actually saving all mutant kind. He's no. being really choosy. He's like, I've built a paradise, but only like, the ca- the characters that I want to be here can come here. And it's but like, this whole what?
0: survival of the fittest thing, like that's some Mr. Sinister shit. Like kidnapping the strongest mutants, making them fight each other for fun. Putting them in that, test tubes. That is Mr. Sinister's bullshit. It. which i know. i would, I would I find don't... it so fun if mr sinister were here and he was putting people into tentacle pods which happens in this episode by the way yeah, and I was mean, like wait for everywhere. my amusement and like haha would it, only the strong shall survive <laughs> to be my okay, fuckboys. okay this episode like, makes that's sure. mr sinister like what? this episode
1: by the way like really how in that this is an X Men show? They're it's like so many tentacles. Okay, so all the X Men are gay. Professor Xavier and Magneto are gonna like are argue about their gay <laughs> bullshit and they how they're breaking up. There's tentacles everywhere. The tentacles are here. Like it was just like I'm like okay, we're reiterating that this is the X Men. Like all of a sudden, I like, mean, at
0: least that part is all on brand for the X Men, even if Magneto is kind of a weird version of himself that I, I don't, don't I don't know because
1: I don't feel like he retains this version of himself in later episodes of this show but I could be wrong because they uh, kind of get sidetracked by Apocalypse starting in season 2 and it goes on for multiple seasons by the way
0: Oh boy oh boy I know
1: I know I don't know why they went that way I like why either. were they going to do Apocalypse before Dark Phoenix is beyond me I don't know why imagine that was a decision Imagine writing
0: an X-Men show and being like we got to get to Apocalypse let's bring that guy in early like imagine Feeling (laughs) well, this version of
1: him in this show isn't even like the one we know, it's like Pharaoh Apocalypse. Okay. He just kind of floats around. I guess
0: I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what we think about him. I mean, everybody knows how we feel about Apocalypse, but honestly, like, I love Magneto, and I don't really like this version, so maybe we'll like this version of Apocalypse. That would be kind of funny.
1: See, my opinion of Apocalypse has started to change because of the whole... The
0: new comics with him. Jonathan
1: Hickman's version of him. He actually was pretty good during the Age of X-Men series, when mm-hmm. I was like, huh, this is kind of interesting, and then I just kind of carried that version of him into Jonathan Hickman's world, and now with all the stuff with X of Swords, I feel like he is written as a multi-dimensional character finally and i appreciate that even if i don't personally enjoy this exasword storyline where it's like bad zelda everybody
0: has a sword yeah (laughs) yeah i mean okay so we're we're poised to like apocalypse finally so any listeners who are apocalypse fans you just wait and maybe we'll fucking love that guy but for the moment He's not here. He's not here yet.
1: Yeah. For the moment, we're, we're at the X mansion and Scott and Gene are cruising around. On, Driving
0: home from school, I think. Yeah.
1: Okay. This uh, this whole situation is really funny because I, I, I like how Gene is so snooty sometimes on I this know, show. Where, it like, is really Scott Scott like, leaps out of the car blasting music, slides across the hood of his car super gay-like. Yeah. And he's like, He's like, the weekend, woohoo!
0: And Jean's like, what about our homework? And like picks up Scott's backpack for him and like holds it out and he's ignoring her and he's already inside the mansion. Yeah, that's
1: because everybody hears children and Jean's like, I'm a grade A++ student (laughs) and I have to do my homework endlessly. And we're like, Jean, why? Like, why are you doing that? Have (laughs) some fun.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. So then Jean is walking back to the mansion by herself because Scott has abandoned her and she like hears somebody in the woods and they're leaping around. I, of course, knew it was Toad before she even got there because only Toad would do this shit.
1: Yeah, I know. Also, she's got psychic powers. I know. Use them?
0: She doesn't use them. So then eventually she is heading into the woods next to the mansion and sees a a bush like shaking around and she picks up the bush with her powers and it's Toad. And Gene is like, Toad, why the fuck are you here? And he's like, I'm getting to jump on the competition, yo. You want some of this? And then he's like challenging Jean to a fight. Yeah, I
1: know Jean's like, what like are you trying this- to for him? Okay, like- I did too. Also like that Jean's like, Toad, what are you trying to prove? And Toad's <laughs> like that I'm so not funny. gay. I'm definitely not gay. See, I'm here. going to try and lick your boobies. I'm not gay. Or like, and okay, Jean's Toad. like,
0: I can tell you're not attracted to me. But also it's funny because Toad... It's also kind of sad because the last time Toad was at the x Mansion, he got his ass kicked like by adults and it was really fucked up and weird. And like he almost I don't know. So I, I can't really blame Toad for coming here and being like, these people are evil and I need to fight them. And I feel like
1: Toad could be a potentially interesting and powerful character if he had any training at all.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't. You know? Yeah. I mean,
1: like, he's got an array of powers. He can leap really high. He's got agility. He can stick to walls. He's got he's a got super long He could like, spew mucus into people's faces. Like, I feel like if somebody trades him, A, he could be awesome at parkour, but B, he could be, like, a really great, I don't know, soldier's not the right word, free fighter. fighter? Like, he could, like, flip around. Like, think about, like, I don't know. Poochie, he could do that shit, <laughs> I mean, right? This is
0: basically why Poochie is the way he is. On some level, you must have thought Toad's powers were cool because you gave them to your character and fantasy. Okay, fiction but no, the reason why. Time. Okay,
1: that character that I created for myself in eighth grade was actually not even based off of that. It was because I was obsessed with Yoshi at the time, who has a similar power set, you know? <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, Toad, Yoshi,
1: Poochie These are all the same characters Toad, Yoshi, Poochie, all the same characters Can you imagine, people probably don't even know What the fuck we're talking about, I'm just like You know, Poochie's just like Yoshi, who's like Toad And they're like, what is this show we're listening to? Are we talking about the X-Men or not?
0: We are talking about the X-Men, we're not talking about Ryan's Fanfiction that he wrote as a kid with his own self-insert Alien (laughs) character, none of that is important right now No, it's not Anyway, Toad and Jean are fighting in the woods And then she throws him into a well Which eventually he's going to be able to hop back out of there so don't worry about He it. like
1: leaps off the walls But he or is stuck in
0: there for a moment And during that moment An orb floats out of the sky Lands next to Gene, opens up Tentacles come out suck her into the orb And then the orb floats the fuck away And uh, then Toad,
1: Toad comes up And he's like but I wanted to get wrapped up in the Tentacles it's, I'm not
0: gay It's funny like he sees Gene Floating away in the orb and like has a little Panic attack he's both reacting To the fact that Gene is kidnapped because on Some level he does care about the X-Men and like sees them as his kind of frenemies but also he's like i was supposed to win the battle and be taken by the orb which <laughs> is something that we don't understand what it means yet. Yeah, because we don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't on. know
1: what he wanted there.
0: Well but anyway. Well, it turns out that Magneto has set up this type of weird mutant fight club with all of the
1: mutants. Okay, in but the like world. here's the thing, is like he's like, You all have to prove yourselves to me, but only the Brotherhood know about him, but the X Men do not. And it's yeah, like
0: it just doesn't seem fair. It makes
1: it makes you wonder if Mystique and Xavier sort of had some sort of previous agreement that they were gonna have all these kids fight to be on Magneto's asteroid M and now Xavier Like I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard about any of this. (laughs) Yeah, like maybe at the beginning of all this, like him and Magneto were still dating, and they like agreed they were gonna do together. Mystique's like, great, let's go forward with this. But
0: then now that Magneto and Xavier have broken up, the plan has gotten a lot weirder, and like now it's in space or something. And like I know,
1: (laughs) seriously, we've had a lot of a lot of theories about this show in our Slack with Maddie Todd and I. We've been talking about how Xavier could have potentially been the original principal of this school. And he kept on fucking with the students, <laughs> so then he like brainwashed everybody and left. and so, Mystique took over.
0: Yeah, Todd was coming up with some theories as to what Xavier's PhD truly means and whether he's yeah,
1: well uh, truly That's because I asked. I was like. Ex- oh wait Well, no, i asked on this show and then todd responded like to us yeah
0: the next time todd is on the show we're gonna have to go over our theories we're gonna have to
1: like grill him about what kind of phd professor xavier has not that anybody cares
0: everybody does everybody cares that's why they listen so to the show. we're gonna
1: go over to hawaii real quick <laughs> yeah, by we the are. way
0: okay it looks like kingdom hearts by the way like that was what i wrote down for this scene it feels like Soren riku on I the didn't beach even think about that. that was what i immediately thought of
1: seriously okay well alex summers is out surfing He's just, like, not even surfing. He's just kind of, like, laying, on, laying a on his surfboard in the middle He's of the ocean. He's just
0: It looks really nice, honestly. Yeah, his
1: two boyfriends that uh, are, are out on the beach being like... Sora and Riku. Yeah, <laughs> Sora and Riku out there, like, oh, should we get, like, habit to come in? They're like, no, we gotta fuck each other and open the door to the <laughs> world of light or something. <laughs> yeah. And, like, they just run off. I don't know. The Keyblades are their penises. Anyway, so... <laughs> so
0: Alex is in the water and he's paddling He's looking around, at the sun.
1: Yeah. And then he gets
0: attacked by a shark <laughs> and then his powers manifest. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, luckily to shoot the shark multiple times until the shark dies. Yeah. Like, the shark dies. I can't believe they showed that on here. Like, I thought it... I remembered it swimming away, but it just it dies goes limp and floats to the surface. And I'm like, wow, they just straight up killed a shark on this show.
0: Yeah, I mean, OK, so it Alex, wasn't even a robot shark. No, it's a real shark. This is all this is a proponent of shark death is this show. But anyway, Alex's powers are that he can shoot red beams from his hands, similar to how Scott can shoot from his eyes, although Scott can't control right. his power. Although but- I do
1: want to mention that in the comics, it looks more like solar flares coming out of his hands it doesn't look red yeah
0: i think they did it red here because their brothers they want to be like brothers and they wanted to show it i mean they i think they did that on x-men other x-men shows too right like they just kind of show it like even in the I live honestly action don't
1: remember what they did in x-men the animated series and he is not on wolverine the x-men for some magical reasons i think so. it's
0: red in pretty much every adaptation for this exact reason i could be wrong about that
1: I think they, I think you're right that he they did that on in the live action. The movies. Yeah. I feel like they right. did
0: because they just want to show you that it's a similar power. And so they have it be right. similar looking.
1: I agree. Although those movies don't mean anything. They don't. So. They don't.
0: But it's just one version of ad- adapting this character. So Alex. Right. Uh, Wash washes up on shore. He's really shocked that his powers manifested. It's clear to us, the viewer, that this is the first time he's shown his abilities and and right. he's like really shocked by it and so then we go back to cerebro because naturally xavier found a mutant somewhere in the world so he's immediately spying on them
1: yeah logan walks in he's like i'm glad the big okay by oh, the way first big of cerebro all now. yeah
0: that's a good point now
1: now it's x-men 2000 cerebro yes. we've just decided that's gonna be a thing now it's a i don't huge know why round room. i don't know if it continues to look like this for the rest of the show but like logan comes in he's like i'm glad the big round room is online and xavier's like Cerebro picked up a mute and Logan's like, so what? That happens like all the fucking time. Yeah. And Xavier's like, this one's Alex Masters, also known as Alex Summer, Scott's brother. <laughs> Logan's like, I thought Scott was the only one to survive that plane crash. And Xavier's like, same Z's, but turns out he's still alive. Go get Scott and pre- prepare them for trouble. Double trouble. <laughs> and then he like checks out Logan's ass as he leaves. Yeah. But actually what Xavier is doing is that he's thinking about Magneto yeah. in that moment again. I
0: didn't really understand why Xavier was so certain that Magneto would find Alex before the X-Men could though. And that's never explained by the way.
1: I think it's because Alex or Havoc is a pretty powerful character. He's never really expressed a lot of control over the years. But how but, could
0: Magneto sense that? Like, why? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Magneto just like floats down to Hawaii, like literally Instantly. right now, because Alex silly. is like sitting on the beach wondering what the fuck happened. And Magneto shows up in like a full costume. Yeah, in Hawaii. Okay,
0: it's hilarious that Magneto is wearing his full costume. By the way, I,
1: I was like, why is he wearing like, all that? And like why? you and Alex is like, what? What are you wearing? And so <laughs> Magneto shows up and he's like, I remember hating being that, being gay. I once felt that way. And Havoc's like, who the fuck are you? Why are you wearing a cape?
0: (laughs) And Meadow's like, you're gonna have to wear a cape because you're gay now, and this is what we wear. Yeah, that's this
1: is what we do. I mean, (laughs) ask Mr. Sinister. He gets really, like, defensive about that. I know. So Havoc tells him to back off, and Magnita's like... I know the pain in your head, that self-hatred you feel inside you. I know that pressure pressure waiting to burst out of you, which I translated to okay, out of the you're you're gay, this is coming out of your dick, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And Havoc's like, how do you know about all that? You're some guy wearing a full cosplay costume on the beach, <coughs> and Magneto's like, I am Magneto, and I've come to offer you. Sanctuary Yeah And that's that's that scene It's very weird And super gay
0: It's super creepy I mean They're also on this Like abandoned part Of the beach This old
1: man Just like floated down At the beach He's like hey yeah, Now he's that you're just out like, You wanna trade watching blowjobs Watching this like, teenage what?
0: boy Like from the bushes Like was Magneto There the whole time Like why is Magneto I don't So even fucking know. creepy On this show Like he's so weird know. And creepy And again I feel like Mr. Sinister Would make more sense I wouldn't question As to why Mr. Sinister Knew this and yeah, I wouldn't why have watching it either. From the bushes All of it would have Made sense to me I would have been like But Fine. see I
1: think This goes back to Your idea where It's like Magneto and Mystique Have to be so evil on the show yep. To make up for How terrible Professor Xavier is Yes It's like They
0: have to be Over the top Manipulative And also Magneto does not Have a sympathetic Political goal In this episode Like he just Wants the mutants To fight each other For his own Fun and gain He doesn't And then like the Protect whole,
1: him I don't yeah. really know What he's doing It's like all I can translate this to is like it's a bunch of old gays that are mad about n- how they grew up yeah, not and wanting having to any rights to torture younger
0: people and be like, it's supposed to be hard. Like, I or just torture depressing. humans
1: or like straight people. Like, they're just like all really mad.
0: I know but that's depressing though because Magneto normally doesn't have that set of motivations. Like, he has no, he I, has don't flaws, know. I don't but... know if
1: that changes. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Anyway, so we, let's go into this next scene, which I actually do enjoy because it's not they do a good job of not having Xavier re-explain everything that happens, so the viewers have to watch so yeah, that.
0: Yeah, I appreciated it too. We see yeah. this
1: really great shot of Logan preparing the Blackbird and he looks out the cockpit window to see Cyclops running up to Xavier and then you see them talking, you don't know what's happening. And then you see Cyclops drop his bag in shock mm-hmm. and then like, It goes down to them and Scott starts having like an immediate like meltdown being like, I thought he was dead. I could have been out looking for him. I feel so guilty. Like this is all my fault. My brother has been alive for years. I had no idea. I'm no longer like, you know, an orphan. You know, or at
0: least not alone in the world, in the way that he thought he was. I mean, well, I guess he doesn't yeah. know that his dad is secretly alive and is a space pirate somewhere. He
1: doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I well, am. I guess we were going to get to that eventually because yeah, we maybe. are in space. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a good point. Sure. I'm really interested. Can we like contact the producers of X Men Evolution and be like, hey, if you made a season five where like this space creature is going to be here, when are we they just want to put know, ask out an
0: art book and like a tell-all memoir like the X Men the animated series. I don't know, but X
1: Men the animated series was released a second book. I know, so. I know anyway so then after that the blackbird leaves because they all boarded and leave and then all the x-men come up because apparently xavier summoned all of them to go but then they just all fucking left like
0: yeah well I don't okay know what so happened. this scene is kind of confusing because it's like all the rest of the x-men the x-men babies are waiting around the corner and they like overhear the conversation between xavier and scott and they're like oh i guess we aren't invited on this trip anymore but like no one told them that and i was like so Did Xavier tell Scott that Scott was going to go with him to Hawaii and then Scott told all of his friends that they could come to without asking Xavier. And then when Scott actually got to the X-Jet, Xavier was like, oh, by the way, the reason we're going to Hawaii is to get your dead brother who isn't dead. dead. I don't know. And then they all leave alone. And then Kitty and Kurt and Rogue are standing there like, uh, we all thought we were going to get to go in, And like,
1: Evan's like, what's the situation? I thought you were Hawaii bound. And Rogue's like, we got ditched. And Kitty's like, uh, can you blame them? Scott just found out he has a brother that's alive. And then Nightcrawler appears and he's wearing like, the gayest Hawaiian resort outfit. I know, because he's, he's going like,
0: to go to Hawaii with his boyfriend, and he was so excited. I know, I
1: know. And he's like, okay, I'm ready to go to Hawaii for the cause. Which I thought was a really funny line, by the way. It was cute. And he was like, wait, where the fuck's the jet? And Kitty's like, it's gone. <laughs> and Kurt's just like, OK, well, you know, Hawaii is not the only beach. So let's go on a road trip. And uh, everyone cheers. And it's like, OK, you guys are really insensitive to what's happening here. I know, but, whatever. but I kind of
0: believed it for all of them being like 15, 16 years old, like all of them being like, well, we still want to go to the beach. So let's go to the beach. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, that's what I would have done back in the day. Uh-huh. But like, well, if we can't go to, I don't know, Disney World, we're just going to go to Six Flags right now. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> and then all 20 of us would pile into my like five seater car and go. Yep. So. Which is
0: kind of what they do Except they pile into like an armored tank That they have in the garage Which I also thought was really funny By the way that well, But it turns they into they like a
1: jeep or something I don't really know Yeah
0: it's it's like a military vehicle That it makes sense that the X-Men would have But also like that's the car that can fit the And all. the kids
1: are driving it I know Yeah
0: so they have a little throwaway line here Where they're like Oh I can't find Jean anywhere And this was where I remembered That Jean had been abducted into space Which I had already forgotten Because it was so insane That my brain like didn't Right also it was like in the opening
1: second of the episode yeah. and you're like okay and also
0: no one is worried about gene everyone's like oh well she's missing who cares like people are weirdly <laughs> blase on this <laughs> show i
1: know they're like weird they're like scott just found out his dead brothers alive Jean's missing
0: let's go to the beach also like xavier logan and storm all haven't noticed that gene is missing like isn't that kind of yeah, weird
1: storm she comes home later in her full costume so was she on a mission I mean, or is she out like I, getting groceries don't fully, we don't yeah, know i don't
0: know i i'm guessing storm is off doing her own shit because she's too good for everybody on this show but it is kind of sad that she's not there so anyway there's also a cat that's watching them like a little tiny right. normal I mean, it's cat. obviously it a mystique. Mystique, we all know it's, it's mystique, you know it's not saber as soon,
1: as soon as you call attention to anything that's like weird and out of place in that episode because that's what like rogue does she's like I hate cats. And the cat just keeps running around. You're like, okay, we know that's Mystique because why else would there be a cat here? You know, Mm -hmm.
0: so they pull the tank down the driveway and drive away. And then Mystique turns into herself. She pulls out a cell phone out of her ass, apparently, because I don't know where she's storing it. (laughs) And she's like, change of plans. They're on the move. And then Lance is on the other end of the line um, with the Brotherhood. And they're like, not for long so then we go back to hawaii the x-jet lands in the little tiny cove where alex got abducted by magneto and xavier waits on the jet by the way i actually think it's kind of cool that this show goes out of its way to show all of the handicap accessible things that xavier has to use like i really noticed yeah, I was it this time that. and i was like i guess this is like an early 2000s thing where they're like Let's actually show that life is kind of difficult and like not accommodating. Well, a right, because in remember when
1: Xavier had to battle stairs yeah. in that one episode?
0: I mean, I actually like it. I I think it's cool. Like in this episode, when he's getting on the jet, he doesn't have a futuristic hover chair. Like it's not like X Men: The Animated Series, where he has no. access to this. Insane future in technology. Like in this show, he just has a normal chair and he has to like strap into this thing that transports him up into the jet. I don't know. It's like a little elevator. I thought that was
1: cool too. It was like a really long shot too. I
0: liked it though. I was like, sure, show how difficult it is for Xavier. Like, why not? Anyway, so they get to Hawaii. Xavier doesn't bother to get out, which I thought was believable also. Like, he probably can't drive his chair on the sand. So Scott and Logan get out and they're like investigating things together and Logan's like the tide's coming in. This cove will be underwater in an hour which that doesn't even end up mattering. But
1: There's like a shot here by the way where like Scott runs over and he finds a surfboard and immediately screams is this Alex's? And Logan's like how the fuck should I know? Like I don't know anything about your brother and apparently neither. You You just see it. You saw a surfboard and you just assume on Hawaii. It
0: is though. It is apparently know. Alex's. It
1: happens to work out. And so anyway there's a shot here where Logan
0: like, can smell Magneto though that's helpful at least well that is
1: helpful but Logan's looking down at Scott and Scott's looking up at him and I'm like okay are they like dating because this is getting like weird now with it the, how they're de-aging Logan and also making Scott look older
0: yeah I refuse to ship it on moral grounds but I'm sure Scott has a crush on Logan I mean how can you not so I know, Logan is I sniffing around for Magneto and he's like Magneto's here and Scott's like who the fuck is that and Logan's like you're about know, to right? find and out and Logan just
1: keeps on like, screaming Magneto I mean, like, repeatedly and Scott's like wait it? but who is that like, like literally Scott asks who's Magneto three separate times. And Logan doesn't answer any time other than being like, you're going to find out real soon.
0: <laughs> it's like would be helpful if adults told the children anything at all. And in the Jed, Xavier's like telepathically talking to Magneto and is like, hey, I know you're here. I guess here. he could
1: talk to Magneto through his helmet in this. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's a good point, actually. Yeah.
1: I thought about that instantly because then Magneto like shows up in a second. I
0: mean, I think Magneto wants to talk to him because Magneto talks back
1: well maybe maybe Magneto doesn't have the helmet on when he talks to him I don't know yeah so basically like suddenly the ship just picks up and starts twirling around the music gets really funny it's like and like Logan jumps on the jet and it just spits away to the sunset leaving Scott on the island just like standing
0: there like ah. I know he's like
1: what the fuck just happened but then Alex appears on the cliff okay he's like in the sun and Alex screams Alex is it really you and then Alex screams Scott
0: yeah it's kind of gay. I know they're brothers, but it's I, I know I had the it's same like they reaction. Didn't this know is how like, to write a brother reunion or something. So this like, is,
1: yeah, but this is this is what happens in the comic books too. That these two, when they're together, they're like, it's like that Quicksilver Scarlet Witch thing yeah, where like is this like is a little close? too close for comfort, or like like Elsa and Anna when they're like, I, you know, Frozen too when they keep on like rubbing their cheeks together and like rolling around in the bed gaily, and I'm like. Are they sisters? Or are they lovers? Like, make a decision. It's kinda of getting weird now. Yeah, people like,
0: don't know how to animate or show a sibling relationship that's not like this. I don't know. I feel like this happens I don't all the time. Know. When In I kids see my media. siblings, I
1: like give them a hug yeah, and I then we like hang hey, no, out on, on the on couch. But like we don't like Cuddle up and like make out that's not a thing. I feel like that some of it is, is just
0: the editing of this scene and the animation of the scene where it's like this dramatic light behind Alex and like romantic music is playing, and it's like we finally found each other after all these years, and then they're like cross cutting between the, them and they, yeah, they yeah, dramatically walk there. towards each other and they're like, Oh my gosh, and then they like It's this playfully a dream punch this, each is other? A, this is a
1: real dream. Yeah. And, but then they have this like really awful line that got mad, got me mad watching it <laughs> yeah. where Scott's like You
0: punch like a girl. <laughs> yeah like because
1: see what happened to the scrawny guy I, I used to bully and like alex hits scott and scott's like and you still hit like a girl it's and i'm like i know 2000s. maddie's also audibly groaning at this i mean it so, just took me back
0: in time like i was basically like wow I, I guess i can be appreciative that nobody makes this joke anymore in 2020 yeah, right right i mean there's that yeah
1: seriously but yeah
0: this show's 20 years old um so then alex is like when Magneto told me you were showing up and Scott is like, hold on a second, Magneto, you're with him. And I was like, Scott, why are you so shocked by this? You don't know who the fuck Magneto even is. You literally don't yeah, know I mean, what's but happening. Scott
1: immediately is angry and hates Magneto because I guess Xavier told him so. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And so Alex is like, no, you've got it all wrong. He told me all about it. He just wants to show you something. Come here for a sec. And then he like motions for Scott to follow him and keeps monologuing about how great Magneto is. And he's like, yeah, he wants to show all mutants something and I
1: don't, I don't know it's like not, it's not a very well written scene and then Scott like comes out and he's like yeah but this dude just kidnapped my teacher and my part time boyfriend like so I don't know what I'm supposed to think and like Alex is like he's just he just wants to chat with them don't worry there's nothing to worry about there's nothing to worry don't worry I'm going up there too let's go to space in this space pod it's kind of scary but not as scary as coming out of the closet peace and Scott,
0: Scott- is like I don't want to get into the space pod with the tentacles and Alex is like yeah. it's fine an older man told us to do it and that means it's safe and Scott is like well I do normally trust older men with absolutely everything else I do so yeah let's yeah, hop Seriously in but also
1: like this is like how quickly their reading goes it's like oh my god my dead brother's still alive let's go to space and it's like <laughs> guys what is happening I mean, Like, I
0: guess when you put it that way it is kind of believable because like emotions are running so high in this moment that they don't have the space well, yeah, to I consider think Scott's how just this going is. with
1: him because he doesn't want to lose Alex yeah. again. Because Alex is like, I'm so glad we're reunited. I'm gonna space <laughs> out, which it's really. I kind of feel like Alex is like this younger, more immature brother who's like probably a freshman or whatever. Yeah, I mean and he's he just,
0: definitely younger because Scott makes the comment about him being younger at the very beginning. Like, imagine
1: if you like found out you had like a sibling that was alive when you were like a freshman but also in high school. You probably would been so fucking awkward about it. Be like, oh, like, oh, I'm glad you're alive. You want to get a hot dog? Like, you know, yeah. that's the kind of shit Except that we would have done. In this case, you know? they're
0: going to space, which is kind of similar to getting up or hot blowing
1: each other. I don't really know. I hope not. So then we go back to the Blackbird, by the way, and it's still twirling around <laughs> magically for like a really long time. It's still going, yeah, like that song is playing the
0: entire time. And Xavier and Magdia are having a little, it's like a serious
1: conversation happening in the background. Magdia's like, Charles, relax. I am on top this time. And Xavier's like, Magneto, what is this? And Magneto's like, I'm simply taking the steps to ensure our survival by spinning your fucking blackbird <laughs> <laughs> around. And like, life. we both
0: know that humankind will not only learn of us, but they will fear us, for we are the future and what man fears he tramples, so I shall be ready for them. Which is like, I this mean, is the honestly, closest that Magneto gets to like expressing a political opinion. And I was like, sure, sure, I'm on your side, but Right. his tactics make no <laughs> sense here.
1: I, I mean he's doing this while he's putting Xavier on like the spinning ride at Six flight. I don't know I it's I don't like know. a teacup he's on the teacups in the air
0: and then meanwhile Logan is outside the jet and he tries to claw like, his way around. inside the jet and then while he's clawing his way inside which by the way that would depressurize the jet and kill all of them so I was just like I have to, yeah, well, I I have to it's ignore like, this I have to pretend this didn't happen there's because no it makes science no fucking here. sense otherwise and so Magneto is like oh yes Wolverine the mad man with the adamantium claws of course adamantium's a medal and then he starts like flinging logan's body around and then throwing them into the ocean and Logan's I mean, like, it's really oh, okay. funny how it
1: plays a ride. It's like did 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 did, and at like, the X-Men ocean. It's very like X Men Two
0: Thousand, like the train scene. Like I don't know, I, it was it was the fight scene between them that I was expecting in the other Magneto episode that we didn't get. So they're kind of finally delivering it here, right? So Logan swims to shore to a different island. Apparently, I don't. Know. Yeah, but we're not we're not, not going to talk
1: about that scene first. First, we're going to go to Storm, who's coming back to the mansion in her full costume. Yeah, but I don't know where she was. Like, she was out. Wandering. She's not I hope on she wanders show. out she like She is that. not
0: a character on this show. She has her own life that we never learn about, and we never I don't, will. I mean,
1: was she in New York visiting her brother and sister in that costume? Who knows? But now their cats here. Mystique the cat. The cat is
0: here. Also, Storm doesn't think it's suspicious that there's a cat in the house, and doesn't think it's that weird that no one is home. I
1: don't, I don't know that nobody's there. She's like, oh, hello. You aren't quite the kitty I was expecting to see. Can you tell me where everyone has gone? And then the cat just turns into Mystique, and Storm's like, well look what the cat dragged in and immediately just like Fucking electrocutes murders mystique. mystique
0: yeah that was like, like the that.
1: end, that's the whole scene i was that like was the okay. only
0: part of anything with storm that i liked on the show was her instantly destroying mystique in one second i was like thank god I mean, she
1: has a, a i know there's another scene, scene later where like. they
0: actually fight but like i liked this one moment where i was like thank you for showing storm doing something show doing
1: anything at all yeah. i don't know and so then it then goes back to X Men kids, and they're like cruising around the jeep by the beach, and they're all dressed in these super gay beach outfits. It's cute. And Rogue's like, "Ah oh, man, feel that ocean breeze. Do you know what it feels like to be all covered up all the time?" And Kurt's like, "You should try being blue and furry." And he turns off his watch, and it also reminded me of like their brother sister relationship and how they both have these weird like. Image issues, yes, you know?
0: Yeah, I liked it. And like wanting to get close to people and being insecure teenagers. I don't know. I, yeah. I like them. I like everybody. It's a cute show. It's true. So then the baby brotherhood the road shows just explodes. Up. The road explodes yeah. because Avalanche is in a car behind them with Pietro and um Toad and fred isn't there right. but fred will show up later and so then there's a whole car chase it goes on for a really long time but you know it's fine it's fun to watch and all the kids try to fight each other eventually they careen off the road and then fred is standing in the road waiting for them they hit him but it doesn't matter because it's fred duke so he just stands there and he's like ha
1: it's actually a pretty cool it is scene pretty for badass
0: him. um and so then they all fight and then it cuts away back to logan who right. gets to another island where Sabretooth is just the island lost to fuck him. Yeah, I,
1: I, well, okay, so Logan's like getting out of the water looking for his volleyball Wilson. He's like throwing <laughs> like the water around him luxuriously like, like it's bay watching. it's like, oh, I'm just glistening in the water. And then Sabretooth <laughs> is just standing there being like, hey, hey bitch. Yeah. You want to fuck? And Logan <laughs> and is like,
0: why do I get the feeling I wasn't dropped here by accident? And Sabretooth's like, you got that right, bub. And then they fuck. I don't know. I, I feel I like know. at this I... point, they are not enemies. Like, they just no, not. aren't. And
1: whenever we see them, they just roll around on the ground like a moan a whole bunch, even more so than it happened in X-Men, the animated series. Yeah.
0: I mean, after the whole Weapon X episode, especially, I'm just like, they're friends, right? Like, they don't hate each other
1: I anymore. I mean, like, obviously, Sabretooth, they, that was the last episode yeah. was the Weapon X one where Logan blew blew Up the facility with Sabretooth in there, and I was like, Oh hey, bub. yeah, and it's like, uh, okay, so then we then we go, okay, by the way, the fucking blackboard still spinning, yeah, and it spins all the way to asteroid it M, which it turns to out,
0: space it okay, yeah, it goes to space, which thank goodness the X has space capabilities, which before this know, episode, right? we did not know that it had, and just. I know. With no explanation at all, just suddenly we're in space. And I was like, but well, also Magneto's just floating
1: around in space. Like, that's normal too. And then he's like, Welcome to Sanctuary, bitch. And Xavier's like, What is this all about? And Magneto does have like a pretty, I did like this one bit of dialogue he has where he's like, A rebirth, your X Men face a trial by fire, as do my own recruits. Mutant pitted against mutant. One shall lose, one shall win. This is a fucking like Hunger Games shit.
0: Yeah, it's more a Mr. Sinister than Magneto, though. I
1: know, right? That those who remain victorious shall take their place here on Asteroid M. Like
0: me. Magneto would never do that shit, though. He would never be like, you have to be strong to stay here. He'd be like, yeah, I don't fucking care. You're a mutant. You want to come yeah, here? I don't know. You can come here. I don't who care.
1: even knows? And so he's like, once gathered here, this place of solitude, they can fully recognize their mutant capabilities safe from mankind. And Xavier's like, you don't need to do this. We can introduce ourselves to mankind as friends, not enemies. And this is their typical bullshit. Yeah. And Magneto's like, you are an idealist, Charles. I am a realist. It's a dark future that rushes toward us, and we must face it prepared. Which I liked that line. That's the most like I mean, sense that came out of there. I like but it, but I don't but know why he's making them do this whole battle royale bullshit. Sign.
0: It's so dumb. I mean, he's I, like, he's
1: like, I am providing sanctuary to all mutants, but only the mutants that I pick and choose, and I feel like are like the best ones to be on Astrodam. And then the ones I don't like and go work for Xavier at his school. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, okay, okay, it's
0: a perfectly fine plot line to do. I just don't think Magneto. Was the one who would do it? Like maybe even Mystique would do something this petty. I can sort of picture that, but
1: uh, yeah, Magneto I mean, that's just true. isn't that
0: kind of guy. But on this show, I have to I have to come along with them and be like, okay, I guess Magneto is a petty bitch on this show. Sure, fine, whatever.
1: Oh, wait. So by the way, the other ex kids they were buried under the sand. Yes. Like Avalanche pulled them in through quicksand in the previous scene, and now they
0: all have gotten out of it because Kitty and Kurt have the ability to teleport out of quicksand. So whatever. Yeah,
1: pretty much. And so Pietro like randomly runs over to. Av- and he's like Ty to prove yourself pushes evan over onto all fours <laughs> again like he usually does slaps his ass and like runs around him i'm like oh my god i
0: kind of liked that they were back together again it had been a while they since were just the like doing whatever evan they were doing whatever they were doing yeah
1: Fred jumps on kitty and she phases through him i don't like the fat joke that yeah make here, she though. makes a
0: joke about how sweaty he is and i was like don't do this show but whatever yeah show why, hates why, fat why do we keep people? doing what this? can we say
1: but it doesn't make sense because fred's also doing a lot of cool shit on the show now like he since that episode where they first introduced him he He just kind of keeps like, saving the day or being with being the most with his powerful powers. member
0: of the brotherhood like yeah i know ogling. and then
1: like they're like too bad he's fat <laughs> and we're like why does that also have to be here like just let it be
0: it's like the same thing that they're doing with magneto and mystique where they have to be bad guys no matter what so it's like oh you have to find a reason to hate him i mean i don't hate fred because he's fat but the show is trying to get me to
1: they're really trying to make that happen and i'm just like uh i don't know and I'm i like, think that doesn't work cool, i don't honestly. hate
0: fred i think he's cool i also like toad so <laughs> yeah, i mean we I like all the brotherhood like the characters, as it turns out to get me to hate because i don't see yeah, what's this, wrong with this them. show
1: by the way doesn't do a good job at painting any of the brotherhood as like bad guys they're usually just like Chilling. kind of rivals but sometimes friends and they keep on taking turns like rejoining the x-men anyway I mean, so it's kind of like this whole okay. sequence
0: is kind of funny because like rogue takes off her glove and she's like i'm gonna drop you toad because they're fighting and then avalanche walks up behind her and he's like hey truce basically like we were just here because we wanted to get you to go into these space orbs <laughs> and like yeah
1: I know I know but I, I like that scene where average is like hey relax rogue it's over yeah and, like, and this they're is what's surrendering
0: happening. and rogue is like what the fuck are you talking about and then all these orbs show up and they're like all sucked into the orbs
1: it makes me wonder if like that person rogue was talking to on the phone in a couple episodes was actually just lance yeah
0: or trode or somebody like that like or I like do, anybody I like the idea of rogue still kind of being friends with the brotherhood on some level because it makes sense me too they're Teenagers. Like, why wouldn't they still have some why friendships? Yeah.
1: Uh so all the spheres show up and then take some away mm-hmm. in tentacles. Mystique and Storm keep fighting. Mystique says, give up. This is actually both these lines are really good. Where Mystique says, give up, I will make this quick, Wind Rider. I shouldn't have to prove myself to him. And we're like, Yeah, yeah, fair, fair mystique. And Storm responds with like, I have no idea why you have chosen to attack me. And in truth, I don't care. Which I'm like, <laughs> I Oh, her. I love you, I love Aurora. Her. <laughs> And she's like, this is my home, and you are not welcome here. And she just, like, straight up knocks Mystique out. And she's like, I'm Storm. I'm badass. And then his fear just blows through the fucking ceiling of the X-Mansion. And then Tentacles... Kidnaps take- her, yeah. Yeah, and she immediately goes from being the most badass x Man to being like... Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like oh my god why is this so sexual I don't <laughs> like, know what's happening I mean, to
0: be fair literally every X-Men is apparently depowered by tentacles on this show like instantly I mean, like it's not like it's a gender thing it's like literally everyone is like I was reading about okay there was like literally an delayed. article like,
1: no there was an article that just went up about X-Men the animated series and how there were tentacles on it repeatedly didn't I send and it like, to
0: you wasn't it that interview that I sent you yeah, on and the they website were like, All oh, right, well
1: it's because because, like we couldn't use guns or have yep. them be mortally wounded but there's something creepy about Omega's reds tentacles yeah. so we just put that's 20 why I tentacles sent it to you. everywhere
0: that's why I sent it to you because I thought I it was, was really like, funny tentacles
1: yeah. uh, anyway. I warned y'all they don't stop Anyway, back to the island of Lost.
0: So anyway, Logan and Sabretooth are also fighting. And Logan's like, tell me where Magneto took Xavier and maybe I'll go easy on you. And Sabretooth is like, hey, he had it no. easy. A free pass to Sanctuary while the rest of us have to fight to get in. Which actually suits me just fine. And they keep so fucking. So then he gets ready
1: to like bend Logan over and fuck him. Mm-hmm. But we don't see who wins. We don't find we out who's on top. We do not
0: find out who wins, by the way. They just keep fighting slash fucking for the entire two part. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean like that's like such a Sabretooth and Logan. Yeah,
0: so all the orbs fly off to asteroid M. Which is weird, by the way, because both the Baby Brotherhood and the X-Men are there at the end, even though some of them won and some of them didn't win. And I was just like, what? Does Magneto not really give a fuck? Like, what was the purpose of any of this? But whatever. It doesn't actually matter. (laughs) So Magneto (laughs) is like, the gathering is almost complete. Just Wolverine and Sabretooth to go. A storm is coming for mutant kind, Charles, and our resolve must be ironclad. Side with me, not against me. And Xavier's like, your invitation begs the question. What happens to those who won't come willingly? And it's like, Xavier, you already fucking know they're going to get kidnapped. You were kidnapped. To be forced to come. Yeah, like, Xavier. Like, also, you brainwash
1: know, people regularly. Yeah,
0: whatever. And Magneto's like, if necessary, salvation must be force-fed. And then he leads Xavier dramatically into a room where he put all of the x men into pods or at least all the x men besides logan because it's logan's busy like it's storm
1: fizzy. jean and rogue right but like why is rogue in a pod she just went with them willingly
0: i i mean all of them were overtaken by the tentacles like that's what we're supposed to believe is that the tentacles
1: i guess but like didn't she come in with the brotherhood they're like we're just going to throw her in the tube just in case she disagrees
0: i mean maybe when she got there she was immediately like oh i'm not fucking doing this again i mean we didn't see that <laughs>
1: but also i how mean honestly did they overpower i wish rogue? we would have seen that scene because that is very rogue if her just been like oh hell out no. yeah. like
0: I don't know. I don't really buy it, but whatever. We skip ahead to all of the X-Men being in tubes and Xavier's like, Magnus, you haven't saved them. You've abducted them. And then the baby Brotherhood walks in and they're like, we're also here, even though we technically shouldn't be.
1: Except for Toad. It's all the Brotherhood but Toad.
0: Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay. That doesn't make any sense, though. Because...
1: Yes, it does, because Toad didn't win.
0: Okay. No, I guess you're right. Okay. Maybe it does make sense. I, I thought that... I thought that Kurt and Kitty didn't lose. I mean, they can always teleport away. So doesn't that count as winning? I mean, they weren't defeated.
1: I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened. They like fell down. No, because Kitty didn't defeat. She just, okay, Kitty passed out because oh, Fred right. was so fat that it made her pass out because she was grossed out. And I don't really understand what I guess you're Kurt. right. I
0: guess that counts as losing. And then Kurt, I guess, also lost, question mark?
1: He like fell asleep. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, Xavier's like, Magdus, you haven't saved them. You've abducted them. And Magdus was like, there's a little bit of persuasion that must be done, I must admit. But just like you, we can turn them into a new person that's going to be on my side. It's like, okay. And then Scott and Alex walk in and matching gay outfits. Yes. And Xavier's like, no! Scott,
0: no! Like, as soon as you see Scott in the leather jacket with Alex in his matching leather jacket, Xavier like has jackets. like a full-blown meltdown. Like, the animation of his face here is very funny. And I don't it's think it's supposed to be because good. he's reacting to it as though it's, it's like... A dead body this
1: episode this like, episode was like it's funny okay so first know. of all let's let's jump into our ratings um uh, i think it like a three out of five yeah uh, i
0: guess i'll give it
1: maybe a two out of a five maybe i don't know it's not very it's it's not a skip
0: I it's you have to watch it because it's plot but i didn't like yeah. it that much i thought it was fine i'll give it like a 2.5 i uh...
1: yeah that's i've kind of like on a three area but like i think a 2.5 is more realistic i don't know why it's not like it's a bad episode. Like, there's been no moment on the show, even with the Weapon X stuff where I've been like kind of bored and I'm like, this episode's bad. I still think there's still redeeming qualities to a lot of these episodes. Mm-hmm. And this, it's mostly sort of like looking at the friendships that these characters already have with each other. Um, yeah. but I don't know like what the episode's trying to do. Like, this is a very weird version of Magneto where he's making them all participate in Battle Royale, and like Scott and Alex are like also fucking, which is weird, and it's like I don't even know what's going on with like Logan and Sabretooth. Also, this blackbird is spinning around endlessly in the sky. And, like Magneto's like, this is what I can do in space. <laughs> and it's like, what I feel like Magneto is saying lines that sound like Magneto, mm-hmm. where he's like, Okay, so we have to prepare have for to the prepare humans who are gonna find are out gonna that we're all us, here sure. and us. I like that line where he says that humans try to destroy anything they're afraid of. I think that's true, legit. And he's preparing for that, but there's been no lead up to who Magneto is. So now he's just here and he's like, by the way, I hate humans. They're going to find out we're here and we need to kill them all before like it's too late. And it's like, well, but what's your motivation, dude? We don't know anything about you other than your Xavier's ex. Like, that's it. We don't know anything. And also,
0: like, if you're going to prepare to fight humans, shouldn't you take everybody you could possibly get? And, like, why would you alienate right. any mutants in that situation?
1: Okay, I felt like in that sense, Magneto was just acting like Xavier. Yeah. Like, and if anything, this whole episode is like Magneto versus Xavier, and they broke up, and now they're trying to make the ex- all the different mutants, pick sides between them. Yes. And if they're not gonna pick sides, they're
0: like, you can only be friends with one of us, except we're getting back together, maybe. And it's like, what is.
1: Yeah, they're like, they're doing like, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Cyclops right over. And it's like, okay, <laughs> great.
0: I don't know. I did think it was kind of funny at the end that like the most horrifying thing Xavier could imagine was Cyclops betraying him because Xavier is so egotistical. Oh, is they're going
1: to say Cyclops wearing a bomber jacket. Yeah, I mean,
0: basically, yeah. Is that he's like, he, he, Xavier is like, oh, but that's my recruit. Like that, that kid belongs to me and I am so protective of him and he like is so horrified at he's the a, idea. He's a second
1: son to me. Of somebody
0: leaving him. And like, I don't know, that does say something about Xavier that's sort of interesting that he's so horrified by the idea of somebody choosing to leave him as opposed to being abducted like he or all the other like X men were abducted but but cyclops in theory cyclops has chosen to join magneto of course we know he fucking hasn't like we know that isn't the case but
1: well the implication but xavier, is that. Uh, for some reason xavier chooses not to use his powers now which she typically he does he never but uses whatever. his powers
0: when it's actually convenient for anyone but yeah i don't know i i feel like uh, It's almost good. Like, there's something interesting to the idea of Scott finding out Alex is alive and then learning that Alex has been swayed by a different person that's not Xavier, but also realizing perhaps the similarities between Magneto and Xavier. Like, that's a storyline that could be interesting if it was actually written out here. Right. But it's not really... Almost the entire episode is, like, fight scenes between the X-Men and the Brotherhood characters and, like that's fine. It's fun to watch. It's just an action series, but I would have liked more dialogue. I mean, that's what we've said. We like the show because it's about the character's feelings and them getting to know each other. And that's the fun shit. I can watch a bunch of fight scenes, but it's kind of boring to me compared to the emotional stuff. Yeah, that's
1: kind of how I feel about it too, because these are also not very well choreographed fight scenes where we've seen some awesome fight scenes on this show. I mean, and some like of them that's of okay. I liked here. Mystique
0: and Snow. I... That was cool. Okay, that was
1: good. That was good. And I liked the lines with Mystique and Storm, but I did not like the Brotherhood versus the X-Men fight where, like, I didn't understand what happened. Like, they fell in some sand and then they all passed out because, like, Fred was fat and, like, that was it. I I was, like, like,
0: watching it and pausing it and I still didn't understand who was supposedly winning each of the fights until we went over it just now. Like, I did not get it in the moment that, like, certain characters were winning and losing. I thought they were just fighting and nobody was winning.
1: Yeah, and also, like, the whole thing with Toad at the beginning, like, i feel like that's the most sense that we got to see but also why did why was toad chosen to fight against gene, gene?
0: yeah why obviously that matchup wasn't gonna work they were like
1: setting him up to fail they did like
0: toad have to fight multiple people it's like what well, but also
1: no he was oh yeah you're right he did he keeps on trying to prove himself was mystique just like i want to get i don't want toad up there so, so we're just i'm going gonna to give set him, like, him against gene
0: who will beat him and then rogue who will absolutely beat him like Toad was fucked like why were those the two people he had to fight like that's impossible Well, maybe
1: maybe, maybe Magneto's like we definitely need Gene and Rogue up here so like you have to pick two Brotherhood members who are gonna lose (laughs) like you know
0: yeah I mean Gene and Rogue are both pretty powerful so I can get why Magneto would want them but you know what why is Toad getting fucked over all the time Toad's great
1: I don't know I don't like any I don't like how the Brotherhood are treated by anybody on this show I
0: don't either I don't either I think it's a shame the
1: Brotherhood we I mean it's really funny because we love of the x-men and we're like ha! the x-men are our people but i think in terms of us in high school we were like 100 this version of the brotherhood I mean,
0: it's like why i forced the brotherhood into the theme song lyrics because i was like that's who we actually like like i like force yeah, it in there I, because <laughs> i was like yeah we like the x-men but also the brotherhood
1: <laughs> i mean I, they're not really i mean the brotherhood doesn't even really exist in the comic books anymore because they're like over the past like 30 years, they were kind of like sort of evil mm-hmm. and for a little bit. then well, they were always
0: supposed like, to be sort of evil. Yeah, they've
1: always flipped sides a bunch because it was kind of them being... I don't know, like chosen by Magneto or Mystique to go fight for them. But like generally the versions of the brotherhood we've liked her have been the ones that have been led by like Avalanche or Fred, you know? Mm-hmm. So
0: that's not really this show. This show is still like Magneto and Xavier's dueling egos, which I, I guess that's realistic yeah. that they would be doing that, but it does suck that everybody else has to put up with it.
1: I just didn't understand why we wasted so much money doing battle. I ro- me or, 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 or <laughs> why <we> wasted so <laughs> much I mean, time and money, money yeah. doing battle Royal, sending tentacles everywhere, being like, Oh no. I just like, what is this what are they trying to do here and i think there's you know when i've gone back and watched some of these episodes because we've talked about on the show how i watch this show pretty regularly as like a comfort food of the x-men basically Mm -hmm. you know i'll go back and watch episodes that i really like repeatedly still and we're coming up on one of them pretty soon because we're getting to the boom boom episode in a few episodes great But I never watched a lot of season one over again because I was like, I didn't like that as much as the later seasons. But watching it this time, I was like, oh, no, I actually really enjoy it. It's really good. And then I remember like this episode not being great. It's just kind of the same way that I remember the Fred episode not being great. But I was like, Ah, we will give it a try. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, there's just like nothing of there's nothing tangible here. You know, it's just
0: why do you think it's called Cauldron, by the way? I I couldn't figure that out what does that mean like a
1: cauldron of different mutants maybe into the cauldron i don't know it's so
0: weird though like why wouldn't you call it sanctuary or i don't know asteroid m or uh, magneto's promise like i don't know call it something else i
1: magneto's promise i don't know know. some
0: well i mean that's kind of how the episode titles usually work it's like turn of the rogue and grim reminder or whatever it's like kind of about whatever character is at the front of it Um, but this one is just like the cauldron. And I'm like, so Magneto's a wizard. I don't fucking get this.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's that version of him in Jubilee's Fairy Tale theater. That's a
0: good point. He's he's
1: (laughs) where he fires the magic come everywhere.
0: (laughs) I forgot about that. That would, the episode would really take a turn at the end. It becomes a Zelda level. I mean, he did live in the castle.
1: He, we, that's true. Well, but that's more Castlevania. That's when him and Dracula were like boning for like a year or whatever that was. But
0: Clearly Magneto likes magic now and he, he's all about cauldrons I,
1: or science I don't really know we I mean I hope that it explains what he was doing in the second part it's of going this
0: to, I don't think it's going to but I guess we'll I find know. out next week um, we will do we have a who's that X-Men I think we, we do, do but first
1: cloaky cloaky's here just says did <laughs> you see me in this week's episode haha <laughs> I was hiding in the um on the beach I was a blanket on the beach haha <laughs> it's me cloaky remember kids don't make your friends fight each other and if they're fighting don't pick sides listen to both sides all right
0: bye (laughs) I that's good advice Cloakie but I don't know what I was expecting from Cloakie honestly yeah
1: like I like the idea that Cloakie is a character who shows up at the end of the episode to give like that 80s advice but it's not very good advice
0: advice it's like one sentence and you're like well wait what about these other situations (laughs) and Cloakie's like bye I mean
1: that's like on par with like the G.I. Joe ones that are, are famous for being like sort of bad yeah. you know oh
0: totally the more you know the more
1: you know so the more you know there's more x-men you can know we actually have a new x-men we're yes, gonna to visit we today do. ready Who's Who's X Men? X-Men. today we're talking about alexander summers
0: aka havoc We've hyped this one up for, I don't know, years. Years. We've been like, don't worry, we're going to get to the Havoc episode. I like how,
1: I, don't worry, we're doing the Havoc episode before we do Cyclops. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a plan to do Cyclops in either season two or three. I have it planned out somewhere. But
0: it's in there. It's in our massive Google spreadsheet where we plan things.
1: It is. It is. Okay. So anyway, um, Alexander Summers, also known as Alex, um, he's actually kind of a well-liked character because he's kind of a little bit more rebellious than Scott and mm-hmm. a little less under control. So people like that about him. I have been on and off with havoc. I don't think he's been a character I've felt super attached to at any point in time. So he's definitely not in my top 20. Um, but I think he can be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so his abilities is he has the ability to absorb cosmic energy and turn them into plasma beans, And apparently that's also how Cyclops powers also work. Supposedly, so they're both yeah. Superman and they're just like powered by the sun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was created by Arnold Drake and Don Heck, first appearing in X-Men number 54. He was born in Honolulu. When his father, Corsair, took the family for an airplane ride when they were living in Alaska, we Huge all know mistake. how this why shit goes. Why would you goes. get an yeah.
0: airplane with Corsair? Everyone knows. I,
1: I, I mean, we all know. And as usual, a Shiar spaceship also appears, causes the ship to crash. We know this story. Mm-hmm. Corsair takes Alex and Scott, ties them to a parachute together, and like throws them off the plane, hoping they'll survive. They
0: do. Not that Corsair gives a shit because he's busy being a space pirate somewhere else.
1: Right. But this explains a little bit more why Scott thinks Alex is dead, is because on its way down, Scott hits his head and he gets amnesia and he goes into con- into a coma. Well, he doesn't get amnesia. I think he just goes into a coma. Is that
0: also how he gets the brain injury that affects his powers for the rest of his life? I think it is, right? I don't
1: know. I actually don't know that off the top of my head, but we'll find that out when we do Scott's spotlight I'm pretty episode. sure that's
0: right because I, I was reading about this and the reason why Rogue can control her powers on this episode and whenever she steals Cyclops' powers is because Cyclops is supposed to be able to control his powers. He's got like
1: brain trauma yeah. Yeah, but he has brain
0: trauma. And so that's why Havoc can control his powers as well, is because he doesn't have any traumatic event that's making it so that he can't control them. So I am right. This was Scott's backstory originally, but it got retconned later on into being a psychological trauma from this event that causes Cyclops to have a block that makes him less capable of controlling his powers, which is probably a pretty good retcon because it also explains why Alex has similar problems controlling his powers, which is what Ryan's going to explain in this next bit.
1: Alex... Summers does not have a good, he does not do a good job controlling his powers for the most part. So Fair I would argue enough. that they're both bad at it. So <laughs> so they're both put into an orphanage where Alex is immediately adopted and Scott remained there for, remained there for most of his childhood. He doesn't remember Alex or whatever. Sad. Uh, Alex was re- raised by the Blandings whose their son, Todd, had died in a car accident and they tried to make Alex fit the mold of their dead son, Oof. basically. And he tried to do the best that he could. Of course, that's a dark, sis, uh, dark story, When the boy responsible for Todd's death kidnaps Alex and his foster sister Haley, that's actually when his powers manifest for the first time Mm. and he completely incinerates the boy. He just like literally burns the dude to death. Mm. Mr. (laughs) Sinister, of course, then gets a hold of Alex because he's obsessed with the fucking summers and he places side blocks on both Alex and Haley's minds, causing them to forget what happened that night. Cool. Alex then (laughs) went to study and earned a degree in geophysics at college. Uh, It's there that he met the original five X-Men and learned that Cyclops was his brother alex was later kidnapped by the living pharaoh who turned into the living monolith and the x-men could barely defeat him until alex was near death and used his powers for uh, some of the time alex was unable to control his powers unless it was like a near-death experience because he was really afraid of using his powers i mean he incinerated a dude that makes like, sense you know. yeah havoc was then later ca- captured by larry trask which is balaver trask's son who is also a mutant uh, and he designed a suit for Alex that could control his powers. And that's sort of the one that we've come to know him where he's like, where he's all black. Yeah. And he's got his little circle. He's given the name Havoc. And eventually he loses control of his powers later on. And Sauron has to suck the excess energy out of him, allowing Havoc to control his powers again, which is all very gay. <laughs> Very, very gay. (laughs) Yeah. Havoc joins the X-Men and begins dating Polaris. When Havoc and Polaris are captured alongside the X-Men by the living island Krakoa, which they now reside on, by the way. Cool. They are eventually rescued by the X-Men, and Havoc and Polaris quit the team after that. Both Havoc and Polaris Polaris, are occasional members of the X-Men. They kind of come in and out, but they were also both in graduate school, and they would often help out uh, with Moira McTaggart on Weir Island, including the battle against Proteus, I think they touched upon that in X-Men the animated series where they're like, oh, you know, Lorna went to school or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: I vaguely remember that. Yeah.
1: uh, Havoc eventually learns that Corsair is his father. (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking Corsair. When Polaris is possessed by Malice, she ends their relationship for the time being, not really understanding what's happening. And then Havoc rejoins the X-Men because he's sad. Uh, Havoc then becomes involved with Madeline Pryor, which is a kind of famous storyline because both Havoc and Madeline Pryor were rejected by Scott and Lorna. So... Madeline becomes the Goblin Queen and Havoc goes crazy alongside her. And he basically wears nothing in that. (laughs) Uh, The gay community love this version of Alex Summers because he basically wears like a tattered version of his suit where it's like falling off Wolverine style most of the time. Yeah.
0: Uh, Sounds great. And then
1: he comes to his senses when he realizes that Madeline is going to kill herself because she realizes that she's a clone of Jean Grey. Mm -hmm. So he kind of comes around again. Uh, While vacation in Mexico, Wolverine and him are targeted by a terrorist group. Havoc wakes up in a hospital under the care of Scarlet McKenzie, an assassin in disguise, and she manipulates Havoc to fall in love with him, uh, but she's working with Dr. Neutron and Meltdown, not to be confused with Tabitha Smith, who also uses that name for a little while. Uh, and they wanted to use Havoc as a conduit to channel energy of an atomic reactor into Meltdown, and Havoc absorbs the radiation but sees Meltdown, kills Scarlet, and he unleashes all of the energy upon meltdown instead and almost blows everything up but Wolverine prevents a huge disaster from happening instead and Havoc then redirects the nuclear meltdown explosion into space great I know it's a (laughs) that's an annoying plot point but I felt like he kind of had to know that that's something he could do because Mm -hmm. it's a related experience to his powers yeah Havoc then goes through the siege perilous that we always have talked about on the show and he wound up with amnesia (laughs) on Genosha love it because the X-Men are really good at getting amnesia it's their second superpower (laughs) Uh, he becomes a high-ranking magistrate in the Genosian army. During a battle with Cyclops, Havok's memory returns, and then he keeps it secret so he can get close to Cameron Hodge so he can kill him. And he does that successfully. And alongside Wolfsbane, they decide that they're going to stay on Genosha to rebuild it into the proud nation that we eventually know. Uh, Professor Xavier brings Havok and Wolfsbane back from Genosha eventually, though, so Havok can be the new leader of the X-Factor, which is a long-running series that happened sort of in the 80s and 90s. Uh, he is reunited with Polaris there. Eventually, Multiple Man contracts the Legacy Virus, it, which hits Havoc pretty hard because he feels responsible for his death since Multiple Multiple Man is on his team. And Havoc leaves the team to go on a, a honeymoon, I guess, with Polaris. But like, I didn't understand that point because I didn't think they were getting buried. Like,
0: <laughs> I guess you could go on a honeymoon even if you're not getting married. You could just be like, uh, this is a sexy trip. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, okay. So here's funny. This is what's funny is that X Men: The Animated Series totally borrowed this and put it into Gene and Scott's. Thing because oh. basically they go to a honeymoon in Hawaii in which it's interrupted Mr. by Mr. Sinister? Sinister and the Nasty Boys. Oh, who, great. I think yeah, we probably like, talked
0: about this at the time, did we? Maybe we didn't. On whenever I we think watched this, episodes. I don't know. You
1: know what? We've watched a lot of episodes. We have over 100 episodes of the Mutant Ages at this point. We can go back and listen or we can just keep moving on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Havoc is later brainwashed by Dark Beast and Onslaught until he breaks free of the brainwashing. He infiltrates the New Brotherhood of Mutants. He defeats Dark Beast and tries to reform X-Factor until Greystone creates an experimental time device that blows up and seemingly kills Havoc. But what actually happens is he gets cast into a parallel world where he's the leader of a drastically different version of the X-Factor known as the Six. And in this world, he's the leader of the original X-Men instead of Cyclops, and Cyclops had been abducted by the Shi'ar when they were kids. He is married to Madeline Prayer, and they have a a son named Scotty. (laughs) Now, from what I understand... Like supposedly he went to this alternate universe, but I actually think it was just him having a coma and being in like dreamland Mm. from what I understand. Because then the next thing that we know in the early 2000s uh, havoc is eventually found back and he's in, in the actual reality that we know and he's in a coma so it's kind of like did that all happen <laughs> or not
0: <laughs> or was it just a writer being like i don't want to deal with this so i mean it's just a
1: writer like well the whole situation probably happened from some sort of like weird drug trip i don't know
0: yeah who knows uh,
1: the comic books are kind of like that yep. they're kind of like they can be described as a weird drug trip i would say 50 percent of the time
0: especially x-men storylines yeah with all the alternate dimensions <laughs> yeah. and time travel and shit yeah
1: yeah, totally. Uh so the X-Men and the new nurse of the uh, school, Annie Gattikanian, are able to restore his psyche and he's reunited with Polaris, who proposes to him. Unfortunately, Annie's son has used his telepathy to link Alex and Annie together when he was still in a coma and they were like having dreams together and they fell in love there. Oh, this plot line is not good. This came there was like a certain run of Uncanny X-Men that people quote as being like one of the bad versions of it, and this was during that time. Yeah. During his wedding with Polaris, he calls off the marriage, and Lauren is like, well, gotta kill Annie then, it goes crazy. <gasps> and then she tries to kill Annie and Carter, but Juggernaut and Havoc both stop that from happening. Um, After Exodus attacks the X-Mansion, Annie leaves Havoc to take Carter away from the X-Men, feeling like it's not a safe place for them to live anymore, which is a good call. We really don't see her again any time in the series after that, uh, except for, like, one episode, or one issue, where, like, Iceman goes crazy because Annie and Iceman dated briefly. Yeah, I feel like I remember they you shove talking
0: off. about that when we did the Iceman spotlight episode. Yeah,
1: I mean, Iceman like dates all these women that like doesn't make any sense <laughs> for him because he's gay. So, <laughs> well, I mean like,
0: he was think about, think about his man. girlfriends.
1: I know, he's like, he's dated like Polaris Kitty. and Annie and Kitty Pryde and it's like, none of these characters seem like they're a good fit for Bobby of all characters. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh during the house of m storyline afterwards polaris is one of the people who loses her powers and she leaves the x-men so havoc decides to leave with her after lorna and havoc encounter a creature known as the dap (laughs) sorry i always thought it was a stupid name uh lorna is abducted and havoc goes back to the x mansion sees a sphinx burying this face of apocalypse so havoc returns to being a full-time member of the x-men to bring down apocalypse Eventually, he destroys the antidote to the Apocalypse's metaplague. I think we talked about this on the Apocalypse episode. Possibly, yeah. Uh, which which Apocalypse was developing to decimate humans. Uh, Polaris takes the form of pestilence during that time, and her esophagus closes down. Havoc administers CPR to Lorda, and he's infected with the meta-plague. But luckily, Emma Frost just happens to have the antidote and saves his life. Uh, <laughs> it That was a crazy time. <laughs> This is like, we're now in that 2008, 2009 era where the comics got really bad for a while. Yeah. Uh, because of the whole fucking rights issue with Fox and Or Disney just people that not went even on caring for years. anymore
0: about the X-Men because the movies were getting weird. The comics were getting weird.
1: And- yeah, everything was getting weird. It was getting weird and funky in here. Uh, Havoc is recruited by Xavier alongside some of the other X-Men to stop Vulcan from unleashing his powers at the Shi'ar Empire. And during this time, Polaris finally forgives him and they hardcore make out and start fucking again. Um, by the way, I want to point out that in the show The Gifted, we have Polaris on that show, but because of all the stupid timeline bullshit they invented for the Fox films, they're like, well, Havoc can't be here, so we're gonna invent another character that's exactly like Havoc, but not. Ugh. It's really stupid. <laughs> I can't that show is gonna be a hard watch for me because I like did not enjoy most of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I enjoyed the triplets. That was kind of it. And I enjoyed Lorna Dane. I thought she was good too, but that was kind of it. Uh, anyway, uh, Corsair tries to reason with Vulcan, who kills Corsair in, the, in that moment, uh, which enrages Havoc, and Havoc tries to kill him, but they do not succeed. Havoc and Polaris get astri- like um, lost out in space and join the new Star Drammers, and they dedicate their time and in- lives to defeating Vulcan and restoring Lelandra to the throne. We talked about all of this at both Corsair and Lilandra shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of crazy missions happen that go on forever and take place until Vulcan eventually blasts Havoc into the sun. This powers Havoc enough to destroy another villain at finality. Then Havoc and the Star Jammers are taken into Vulcan's custody far away from a sun that could po- possibly power Havoc. Uh, Havoc and Polaris are along with the Star Jammers and they're kept in a prison underwater 20 miles below a planet's surface where they are tortured daily and havoc is powerless and they can't do anything it's just like this weird like torture comic that goes on for a little bit (laughs) um we're just we're here for the torture porn apparently yeah um havoc finds a little energy left inside of him and blasts his way out of the prison killing the guards he frees the star jammers and lorna uh rogue then leads a rescue mission looking for rachel and finds her alongside half and lorna and the star jammers Havoc and Polaris return to Earth to lead the X-Men's new X-Factor investigations after Multiman's second death, uh, comma, again, because this is what fucking all the X-Men do. They, like, die and come back. Like, whenever like, X-Men dies, I'm like, it's okay, nothing. let's just start counting how, how much time it's going to be before they come back. Like, to the point where they were like, anyway, on Krakoa we could just resurrect all the X-Men at any point in time. And it's like, okay, cool. Uh, so... Anyway, Havoc eventually leaves the team and Polaris stays with them. During the Avengers versus X-Men storyline, Havoc joins the Avengers. This is all crazy. Havoc marries the Wasp. I know. You don't understand why. They have a child together. They name her Katie, Katie Mac. Uh <laughs> Katie is captured by Kane the Conqueror. Their minds can be are then pushed back, or in their minds, I should say, Havoc and Wasp's minds are pushed back to their earlier bodies before they had Katie. And they're told that they could have Katie again if they conceive her at the right time, but warns that it could lead to some sort of threat by Red Skull. I don't know. This is like, this is why I don't read Avengers comics. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I remember they're these like not weird. good.
0: I did not read all of them. Any
1: like Avengers comic I have read in the past, like Thirty-six years has never made sense to me. And people look at us being like the X Men don't make any sense with the time travel all that. I'm like, I don't know what the Avengers is trying to be. So the fact that the MCU can build like a tangible universe out of that is really impressive. (laughs) It
0: is. It is. Uh,
1: Anyway, so during a stupid story where Scarlet Witch and Red Skull are using magic to reverse things or whatever, Havoc becomes sort of like evil for a little bit, and like then he kind of reconciles with Cyclops. They're like, oh, this is an evil but like good version of Havoc, and i was like, I don't even understand what's happening. Havoc is present for Cyclops' funeral after the whole Inhumans versus X Men thing. But like, Havoc thinks that Scott is still alive and in hiding. But Emma tells Havoc in secret that, like, you know, actually she created the illusion that Scott was, an evicti- was a victim of the Terra Genesis Cloud, but like, he actually just died for other reasons. But, like, she wanted to rally the mutants up against the Inhumans, so she pretended that was the reason why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whatever. So, later on, the mutants and the Inhumans find out that it was actually Emma who posed the fake version of Cyclops, and they all turn on her, but Havoc saves her at the time because he's like, you know, I'm not doing this because I like you, but I'm making it clear that I'm doing this out of respect for my brother because he had feelings for you. (laughs) But then he continues working for Emma anyway, so it's like, clearly he just wanted to do that because then it's like Havoc and, like, that weird time where like Havoc and Emma Frost and Bastion and Miss Sinister are like working together to do some stupid shit with a virus. <laughs> I don't even know. And then, and then most recently Havoc is working for Mr. Sinister's Krakoa team, the Hellions. Da-da-da-da-da. I know that was like 15 minutes of like non-consensual <laughs> stupid bullshit. I, I this mean, is a why lot of Havoc... stuff
0: we've recapped on other episodes before, either in passing referring to it or just other here's that x banner But
1: also it's like, it. Ex- I'm sitting here being like you know sometimes I find Havoc interesting sometimes I don't the thing is that he has no concrete fucking story yeah so he's like not that interesting of a character
0: and I don't know
1: he's like he's a character that like sometimes is evil and wears sexy clothing like that's kind of his thing I guess it seems like he's just mostly
0: defined by how other people perceive him and that's fine it's fine to have characters who are just kind of placeholders like that but like it's it doesn't seem like there's much to Havoc individually you know what I mean
1: X-Men yeah I don't know (laughs) (laughs) X-Men So anyway it's been okay. a while before we have that's another that. lawn it's been a long time since you had like a lawn character bio because all the ones we've done this season were like super quick and to the point because well, we be like no i know we
0: haven't done yet i know we haven't done cyclops yet and i know we haven't done emma frost yet so we're gonna have some long bios in our future someday
1: i think that's like really like the longest ones that we have though i mean even if we do somebody like multiman or wolfsbane who do have a history with the x-men it's not like as far back as some of these characters that have been around since like the 60s mm-hmm. you know and then
0: at that point you're dealing with like 50 60 years of comics yeah
1: and a bunch of like retconning and all that shit yeah anyway yep. this is our show i hope you enjoyed it <laughs>
0: okay Bye. we need to talk about who's gay
1: oh yeah i like i was just gonna <laughs> skip over that i was like i'm done have you forgotten Bye.
0: what we do on our show we talk about who's gay the So it's Xavier and Magneto. Okay, done. It bye is.
1: Okay, bye. I actually felt like there was a lot of gay stuff in here. Like, obviously, Xavier and Magneto are—they're so gay that they're like here's our relationship and everyone has to pick a side cause we broke up and now everyone has to choose what side they're going to be on. If they're going to be friends with back me together? or
0: I mean, Magneto is kind of like interested. Like, what are they doing? Seemingly. Which is sort of out of character for Magneto also. Like, why does he want to kidnap Xavier again? Like, why does he even give a shit? He was mad at Xavier like a week ago and like going to his house and like slamming the windows around and being like, you're a liar. Like what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I like I, that's their shit. I mean, I guess, okay, also, I
0: guess they're not getting back together. I guess it's really just that Magneto is like knows? being bitchy and being like, I kidnapped all of your friends. Okay. Bye. Like that's yes, pretty uh, much. I don't know. Yeah. I
1: don't know. Also shout out to, um, freaking uh, Quicksilver and Evan. Are like back to their shit of like pushing each other over and like Evan not fighting back and just going all force doggy style. Yeah, like, it was no, like, don't
0: get me pho. One millisecond of the episode was that fight. By the way, like it is barely there, but we are going to. I know, to Kitty's it.
1: like, can you help? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Kitty.
0: Yeah, nobody else helped anybody. Also, um. What, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, Logan and Sabretooth.
1: Oh, yeah. They're
0: they're still dating. They're still together. And they're
1: ruling around on the Island of Lost together. They, they're they no longer wearing clothes. They're just fucking on the island. At this and point, they're like, I no longer even uh, see uh, Logan uh, and Sabretooth
0: uh. as, like, a hero-villain pairing anymore. Like, I feel like they're just dating like
1: they're just there like in the background it's not a non-config fucking. anymore
0: it's a con they are consensually fucking and they're meeting up and hooking up and i everybody don't think just it ever was a it.
1: non-config on this show it's like you've had some weird roleplay thing going about like destiny where it's like akira or whatever or Dragon Ball Z. I don't or know
0: Highlander. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah,
1: or Shira, He Man. Those are the main, main ships on the show. Legend. They're both the Avatar.
0: Also, everybody is into tentacles. That's not necessarily gay, but it is there. It's just there in the background. Oh,
1: we forgot, we forgot the gayest couple on this whole show, Havoc and Cyclops.
0: Okay. I don't like that they did that. I don't like I it. I know. It's weird. I'm not
1: saying I enjoyed it. I'm just saying it's there. It
0: is there. It is there. So like We can't I... pretend
1: it's not there. Also, like Logan and Cyclops are a weird hot second there, and you're like, what's happening?
0: Yeah. I mean, anytime two characters are on screen, we will ship them. That's just something we'll do. But
1: well okay that's because that's because we know these characters and we're like okay so Cyclops and Wolverine are clearly fucking especially in the summer's house now that's a thing okay yeah I
0: mean I guess there is also something kind of weird to Magneto and Xavier each collecting their pods of young boys like I I don't know it's it's hard to like I already hate Xavier anyway it's just really hard to like this version of Magneto like landing on the beach and being like Alex, you're Come questioning me, yourself. Like you, I, I don't know. It's sad. It's like a sadder version of Magneto that I don't like anymore. I don't,
1: like, I don't know. The only, I think the only couple I actually enjoyed on this episode was like Logan and Sabertooth. I kind of like
0: them now. Like, I don't, I don't know. They have like a we weird just want them relationship, to be happy. but they like each other yeah. and I support it. I don't we understand do, We don't know what's happening, happening between but, them.
1: They're just, they're just always going to be this way. Mm-hmm, the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's who's gay in this episode uh do we have anything else is it think time for so. pluggy it's time for I'm here, it's me pluggy <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: that's not the voice you normally do for pluggy and it's so much scarier i don't like oh yeah it. he's like he's Ooh, like, 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 <laughs> like why does he sound like that now <laughs> oh it's me pluggy don't put me in gambit's butt <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it at all um anyway uh, uh go to the mutant agents okay com. listen
1: there's there's Cloakie. Cloakie's the, the good one and Pluggy's the bad guy, right?
0: Is Pluggy bad?
1: Oh my god, what if Pluggy is Mr. Sinister's sidekick? Okay. He's like animal sidekick. And
0: Cloakie is Mystique's sidekick, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So everybody's kind of bad. Everybody's kind of a villain on our our version of the extended universe. I don't
1: know. We keep on adding characters. I mean, like Mrs. Refrigerator. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay,
0: so the mutantages.com or mutantages.com, you're gonna you're gonna get to our page. You're gonna get to our SoundCloud. And over on the right hand side, you're gonna find our email address, which is the mutantages at gmail.com. You're not gonna find Pluggy there. Only if you listen to the podcast, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a link to our oh, channel. It's Pluggy! It's a link to our Discord server where Pluggy doesn't hang out and you can <laughs> hang out if you want to. Oh
1: my god, what if I made no. a channel on the Discord server that's just called Pluggy?
0: I don't like it.
1: It's just like all pictures are like dildos with like eyes on them.
0: I guess people could recommend sex toys in the Pluggy channel if they want. We could just get that, like, real that, blue that's on the like... Discord if we wanted to. I don't know why we would do that, but we could do it. We also have a voicemail. It's one five zero eight three one nine one six six eight. 319 1668 You can call in and tell us how much you hate Pluggy if you want. And then maybe <laughs> you, we'll stop no, doing it we won't. There's
1: not I've ever been a point Of time on the show where you have Maddie Myers has liked Pluggy so there's that That's
0: true but I also get slowly Worn down by jokes and Ryan knows This so if he just keeps doing something <laughs> I'll be like I always liked it anyway, uh, anyway hey, have a That's box. not true
1: You like Cloakie so there's that
0: I do like Cloakie. Cloakie's pretty funny Plucky.
1: Anyway sorry to interrupt you <laughs>
0: Fine. You just really want to talk about Pluggy. You don't want to talk I about. I just the like doing the voice
1: for Pluggy. He's like, "It's me, Pluggy."
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, we have a P.O. box. Um, It's <laughs> 3344 Natick, Massachusetts, 01766. Yes, you can send
1: us actual mail. You can.
0: And we're going to record a video of ourselves opening it right after this. So go check out our so YouTube channel while I'm talking about it. You can send us whatever
1: it. you want. Listen, you don't need to send it like actual, like physically. You don't you need to go and us buy a, like, a figure. Yeah. If you want to send us a figure, that's great. We're not going to stop you. But if you want to send us a handwritten letter, we'd love the shit out of that or some like fan art. We love that.
0: Yes, please. You could email that stuff to us too if you don't want to go all the way to the post post office box or whatever it's it's fine you can just email us but if you want to send us us. a physical thing you can there's that po box there so let's talk about the youtube channel um we have a youtube channel the mutant ages on youtube and we are gonna put this video of us opening the physical mail but there's a bunch of other cool shit on there such as us being x-men in real life and us taking clips from this show and pairing it with episodes from the animated series like matching up our voices yeah. to the characters voices and stuff so you can get some live action goofs from us and you can get some animated goofs from us on the YouTube and we're trying slowly but surely to do let's plays of every single X-Men video game and those are on there in the world as well yep. so give it a subscribe um also there's social media I'll pass it over to you why not I've oh, talked for a while
1: hey. oh, do you want to talk to me or do you want to talk to Pluggy
0: i'd love to talk to pluggy <laughs> okay i'd
1: like okay maddie just like i knew there was wasn't like, an option i knew there wasn't an option she, i am no but she. no but maddie just goes <sighs> like the biggest breath getting ready okay well pluggy is not here he's in the room with like i don't know fucking Wolverine. so we'll just talk about uh <laughs> this show is like what is this show what am i doing this is ryan at like 11 30 in the morning okay so Yes, we have social media all over the world. We have it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, and we're individually on these accounts. Maddie, where are you?
0: I am at Maddie Myers everywhere you look. And you can sing the Full House theme everywhere all, you look
1: you... every time these jokes just they don't they, get we, old. Okay, we so We have the same
0: jokes every time. And we tell the you, same Ryan? jokes.
1: You if you join us in the Mutant Ages, we have we have the X-Men and the same <laughs> jokes and everybody's gay. And also Ryan is on Twitter at Ryan Pagella and on Instagram at Ryan.Pagella and you can find him on YouTube at Ryan Pagela, where he posts vlogs and adventures and whatever else he decides to put up there.
0: That's right. Ah! Ah! (laughs)
1: <laughs> and if you want to get really adventurous, you can go to the Mutant Ages store and buy some sweet merch at TheMutantAges.com. Hell
0: yes, you can. And if you want to support all of this without buying, for example, a t-shirt with Bishop telling you time travel is real, you could go it to Patreon.com slash TheMutantAges and you could start becoming a subscriber. Get some, some cool backer-only rewards like copies of my songs depending on the level you're at or the lowest level I, I think you just get the bonus podcast which that's pretty sweet and
1: I mean that's a pretty sweet stuff like, and a that's bonus cool. Bonus thing to get period It is. but if you cool. can't support us on Patreon you can also re- send us a review or send us you can leave us a review or start reading on whatever application you listen to this show on.
0: Wait! Before we stop talking about the Patreon we have to give a shout out to our highest tier donors
1: Oh that's right so if you are on the highest tier donors you get a shout out and the shout out is go to soren b and samuel b you must fight to the death to see which one of you is worthy <laughs> no! to my sanctuary
0: <laughs> don't fight to the death we don't do that here it's fine you can both get into the tentacle pod together okay. and hold hands no
1: one person goes into the tentacle pod the other one like gets left on the beach i guess which i mean yeah i who's really winning there
0: well but scott and alex both get to get in the pod together and both come they don't have to fight each other why This makes no sense. I'm telling you. This episode is not good. We're
1: losing our minds. This has been an hour and 20 minutes of us screaming about pods and space, which is a good time for us to wrap it up because Logan's waking up. I'm wearing half his costume right now because I couldn't find my hoodie. So I'm wearing his hoodie right now. (laughs)
0: Adorable. Adorable. So Ryan's going to be of this relationship for the rest of the day, which for the record,
1: pluggy has gone. He just like he opened the window, just floated away, which is a little weird. So there's that. (laughs)
0: pluggy can fly which means he could come back at any time <laughs> so i guess we better wrap it up before pluggy comes back we'll see you next time see you next time <laughs> the